the new cases, they just end up at the back of the pile, then that's the real concern. The current testing capability cannot keep up with the demand for tests in the country. The whole world are fighting for these test kits because they're all testing their populations. South Africa is just in the queue. The COVID-19 testing crisis in South Africa is deepening as the global demand for testing kits outstrips supply. It's an issue which has serious implications in the fight against COVID-19. With the current backlog of tests in the region of 100,000, the government needs to urgently change its strategy. I'm Catherine Rice, and this is Episode 9 of the COVID-19 Chronicles. We have a backlog at the three national health laboratories in the Western Cape, the three public sector laboratories, in excess of 20,000 backlog tests at those facilities as we speak. It's not a Western Cape phenomenon only. It is starting to be a phenomenon across the country. Western Cape Health MEC Dr. Keith Clutie is in a race against time to address the shortage of test kits and the current backlog. With more than 60% of cases in the country being in the Western Cape, it is imperative that COVID-19 cases are accurately identified and updated so that the appropriate action can be taken. Every avenue has been explored to try and get more kids. It's the same suppliers, and uh, whether 15 people ask them or 10 people ask them or two people ask them, it's the same suppliers and it's the same ability to deliver. We've looked at every possible avenue to get more kids and reagents into the country. Public health specialist Dr. Karen Begg says by the time people get their results, sometimes as long as two weeks after being tested, the damage has already been done. The implications for containing the spread could be catastrophic. When we do contact patients who have who are positive, but actually their infectious period has not passed already anyway, but during their infectious period when they should have been isolating, they've been shopping and going about their normal daily business. She says a possible solution is to export the backlog samples to a country that could cope with the capacity or to simply move on to testing the current samples and stop trying to play catch-up. One is to discard those samples and just simply say we would have got the results but too late to make a clinical impact anyway and we have limited resources and so that's a decision that we make. It's a very difficult decision to make but it may be an important decision so that we can manage things going forward rather than trying to catch up on, on, on backlog that's just getting bigger. Western Cape Premier Alan Windy says he's not convinced that that is a solution. You know, getting a delayed result is, is problematic enough. Um, being told that, sorry, we're not actually going to give you your result, I think is almost going to be worse. Um, but it is definitely one of the options because it allows you to, to move ahead, but it's not, uh, it's not the case right now. Instead, he says it's time to change tactics. What we are doing is saying prioritisation, so we need to prioritise um, our frontline in, in our hospitals um, and those people at risk uh, so, that, uh, so that we can get that data as quickly as possible. Uh, and then, of course, the rest has come along. And that's held up by the number of test kits. So we prioritise the test kits for our frontline. And then uh, we, we have also asked and the ministers agreed that we will get a greater percentage of tests in South Africa now uh, as opposed to other provinces. And you know, obviously that will change over time as, if we reach our curve, which everyone's predicting earlier than other provinces, then, then of course, we need to, hopefully, we've learned sufficiently that uh, you 
know, the resources will go to those other provinces as they need to. He says having the correct numbers is critical to making the correct decisions. I don't know if you've seen what happened in the UK, but I mean, they, they turned the, the Excel conference centre into a 4,000 bed hospital and they opened it on the 7th of April and on the 15th of May they closed it and they, they, had, a, uh, they had 52 patients or 54 patients. And they built five of those facilities around, around the UK, obviously the Excel being the biggest. The province recently went ahead with turning the CTICC into a field hospital with 850 beds. These are difficult decisions and you've got to make these decisions based on specialist reports, which I'm sure the UK did as well, and uh, they totally overcated. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the difficulty of the, of the space we're in right now. As the country braces itself for a sharp increase in cases, Professor Glenda Davison, head of the Biomedical Sciences Department at the Cape Peninsula University of Technology, says the backlog challenge needs to be addressed quickly. From what I can gather is the NHLS has the capacity to do those 30,000 tests per day if they look at their laboratories and the equipment, but they are being delayed because... There, is, there isn't this reliable stream of test kits coming in to be used to process the work. So I think laboratories are going to, and the NHLS and the private labs are going to have to address this issue quite urgently because as the infections increase, the need for testing is going to increase as well. Premier Windy says South Africans will need to adhere to hygiene protocols to protect themselves and to view everyone as potentially positive. Most people are asymptomatic, so you must think the person that looks very healthy in front of you could be COVID positive, because if they are and asymptomatic, no one would know, not even them themselves. Unless South Africa can up its testing turnaround rate, we are boxing in the dark when it comes to identifying exactly what the impact of COVID-19 is currently. Our statistics could be two weeks out of date. Worse, those with the virus could be infecting others for two weeks before any contact tracing takes place. Essentially, we are sitting on a ticking time bomb and we don't know when it could go off. This podcast was produced by Catherine Rice for News24.